Today marks the one-year anniversary of the passing of the founder, CEO, and president of End Time Ministries and the End of the Age radio and television program, Irvin Baxter. We will remember the life of this spirit-led man of God, teacher, preacher, on today's open line edition of End of the Age. Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries, and I've got a special guest with me today. Uh, My wife, Jana, is on with us, and I'm so thankful that she's here. And we are remembering uh, Irvin Baxter, Um, and obviously, like I said in the tease, this is his one-year anniversary of him passing away on November 3rd last year, and we wanted to just talk about him today. I know that Everybody's missing him. We're missing him. And he's never going to go away from our hearts and minds and from this ministry. Uh, Really, God and Irvin Baxter, that's the reason we're sitting here in this building. I'm on the radio and television and doing different things. It's only because of them. And so, on the program today, we're just going to kind of be open, transparent, and... Just banter back and forth between me and Jana. And I'm going to be taking some calls today. Uh, the number to reach me, one 363 8463 And if you have a um, just a, a real quick comment, uh, because I want to get as many as I can in, a quick comment on maybe a way that Irvin Baxter impacted your life. And from the outset here... Um, Number one, Jana, thank you for joining me today. I know it's uh, been a rough day uh, for um, all of us, especially you girls and your mom. But um, thank you for joining me. And obviously we're going to be taking some calls and different things. But let me introduce your dad real quick to everybody because we've got so many new callers, uh, new people that are listening to us. We're going on new radio stations, our social networking even since your dad passed a year ago, our social networking sites have exploded. So many new people around the world are listening. And for those of you that don't know, um, Irvin Baxter uh, started this ministry back. It all started really around 1986 is when we formally started. God called him into a prophetic ministry years before that. I mean, early, in the early 60s when he was 18, 19, 20 years old. But God revealed the prophecies of the Bible to Irvin Baxter, and and we'll talk more about it. But Irvin Baxter really revolutionized, in my mind, from what I can see, the history and everything, and televangelists and uh, just people that I've known that have taught prophecy for years, Irvin Baxter came along and God used him to revolutionize prophecy teaching. Um, he He was out of the box, thinker. And God used him. He had an academic mind. And God revealed things to him that uh, were different than the mainstream 
traditional prophecy teachings, and he put all that into books and DVDs, and we'll be talking about some of that stuff today. But um, been a been a, a really fast year on one hand, but it's been a really long year on the other hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, just a, 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 a quick comment before we dive off into this. Uh, I, I know it's rough for you to even be sitting here uh, talking about the passing of your dad, but God has really blessed us. He's blessed yes. our family. He's blessed the ministry. And uh, we'll talk about, I'll talk about in a moment what happened November 3rd from my perspective last year. But um, just a, maybe an opening comment from you, some thoughts about your dad and different things. Oh, well, I was blessed to have him for 50 years, and um, he was my dad for 50 years. He was my pastor for 31 of those years, and he was um, my boss for 26 of those years. So to to say that he was a very huge part of my life is a very, um, that's a statement that doesn't even cover it. (laughs) So uh, when we lost him, it was a very large hole. But one thing that I have found this year is that God has... um, taught us that we have to trust him mm-hmm. no matter what right. that he has it all under control even though we don't understand his ways sometimes that um you know his ways are not always ours and so we've had to learn to trust him and that's one of the things this year is the takeaway for me for this year since he has passed has been that is yeah. that um man that's just that's the thing to do that's the only thing to do really yeah. in life is to, to trust in God. Right, really. absolutely. Um, so for those of you, you new listeners, I know that many of you uh, that have listened to us for years, you went through this with us. I mean, it was, today's November 3rd, last year on November 3rd. Um, we're just going to kind of open up to you today and be transparent and tell you uh, kind of what happened. Um Irvin Baxter got got COVID, and he had some underlying issues. He had um, congestive heart failure, some different things, and he was dealing with, um, you know, I think what sugar or something or other, or was he diabetic? Well, he had an or, autoimmune disease too. Yeah, the so. autoimmune disease, and so when he got COVID, he could not overcome that. Went into the hospital, and he. We thought, I thought that, and you thought, we all, our family thought that he would come out. I thought, no, there's no way. Irvin Baxter will be with us till we hear that trumpet sound. And that God would raise him up uh, off out of the hospital, heal him of COVID, and everything would be all right. But we got the call from your mom about uh, maybe just before 12 o'clock noon that, hey, you guys need to get to the hospital. He's not going to make it. And so we all jumped in our cars. The hospital's about a mile from here, right down George Bush. And we all ran down there. And uh, you girls made it in there about five minutes before he passed. You were in the room with him when he passed. And then myself and Gary um, got there just as they were, you know, shutting the machines off and things like that. And I, I stood there looking at him. And I was thinking, um, the thought hit my mind, well, that's it. That, that, you know, it, it's this whole thing we've worked all our years for. Um, it's done. And I came out, we, we were all obviously beside ourselves, kind of in shock. 
I came out of the hospital room, and I know we're coming up to a break, so I'll finish this on the other side. But we came out of the hospital room, and I was bawling my eyes out because I thought, what about the ministry? And I came out, walked down the hallway, and our pastor was standing there in the, Pastor D.G. Hargrove was standing there in the waiting room. I want everybody to hear this. This is very important. So um, I am, I'll get right back into it after the break. Me and Jan will be talking, bantering back and forth about so many accomplishments that Irvin Baxter had, the spirit-led life that he led, and how he affected our lives. And then we're going to be taking some calls. The number to reach me, one 363 8463 and remembering the life of Urban Baxter. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV. And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. So just really quick, let me uh, finish this story because it's very important. I think people would need to hear it. Um, I, when I stood there looking at your dad, and I thought, this is it. And I walked out of the, his hospital room, walked down the hallway, just bawling, and uh, walked out into the waiting room, and our pastor, D.G. Hargrove, was standing there, and he was bawling. <laughs> and I, I, I looked at him, and, you know, we, I was just in a state of shock, and I, I, you know, we just, you know, were wondering what just happened. And it was 1246. I'll never forget it as long as I live. 1246, just after lunch. And I had to be on, I was supposed to be on the radio at 3 o'clock. Well, I, my, D.G. Hargrove, our pastor, said, Dave, you got to be on the radio today. And I said, I can't, I feel like I just got kicked in the stomach. There's no way. 
Um, I just saw my father-in-law laying in there, and I said, I'm, I, there's no way. And he said, Dave, you need to go be on the radio today. And I'm telling you what, Jan, something snapped in me and said, oh, my gosh, I, this, it, this thing's not over with. God prepared our family to carry this thing on uh, until the rapture. And so, and you know that, the, the way the thing runs and uh, our whole family just was, God positioned all of us here to continue on. And I came, it was one year ago today, November 3rd, I came, got on the radio at 3 o'clock and made the announcement that Irvin Baxter had passed away. And you know what happened. Our phone lines blew up and... Everybody called in and said, um, you know, they, we talked about Irvin and different things, and they said, you guys can't stop. Well, it's like God put something in me, a, a steel rod down my spine that said, no, you cannot stop this. The, the, you're, we're, we've helped thousands and thousands of people over the years. We've worked with, our, sent people to churches in foreign countries and just, I mean, I don't know how many people. It, only eternity will tell how many people this ministry has reached. And I, from then on, I had one lady call me. And she said, Dave, you don't know me, but we followed you guys for years. She said, I am over um, a thousand pastors here in the United States, 5,000 pastors globally in a big organization they have. And they said, we look solely to end time ministries, end of the age, for our prophecy voice. You cannot stop end time. And so, I, having been through many prayer meetings and different things, I said, no, stop's not in our vocabulary. So, we just bowed our heads, went to work. And over the past year, God, miraculously, the ministry has grown in our reach and people that are visiting our social networking sites. It's exploding. The Jerusalem Prophecy College, all the um, subscribers to that, our students have grown and we've watched God bless this ministry, and it's busting at the seams. And so, man, are we thankful to God. And so I, I've told many pastors, I did prophecy conferences all year long, and you traveled with me. <laughs> we did a ton of them. And I would tell the pastors, Irvin Baxter's passing was a surprise to all of us, our family, even his wife. But it was not a surprise to God. It was all in God's plan. And we, I, looking back, we know that now. But the day of, or even a, a month or two afterwards, I, we were just all asking each other like, oh my gosh, I, I don't even know what's going on in my life. Because we lost our mentor, our pastor, our dad, our uh, you know, um, spiritual uh, guide in our lives. And I tell you what though, my prayer life has changed. And it has, it has forced me to draw closer to God, to seek His face for His will in my life. And I can feel God talking to me and speaking directly to me uh, when I pray. And it's, it has really helped me cope with your dad. And the, for everybody listening, the last words that Irvin Baxter ever spoke to me, uh, Jana and I, the earlier the week, he passed on a Tuesday. Was it that Monday? It was prior Monday. Yeah, so it was a Monday prior. He called me and uh, was telling me, "Hey, Dave, I'm I'm horribly sick and uh, I'm not going to be able to do radio or television for a week. You're going to have to carry it." And the last words he spoke to me were, um, "I'm sorry, Dave, for leaving you holding the bag." 
And I said, don't worry, Dad. Or I said, don't, I think I maybe I said, don't worry, Irvin, or whatever. I said, but don't worry about it. I got it. And those were the last words he spoke to me. Don't worry, Dave. Uh, no, he said, um, I'm sorry, Dave, for leaving you holding the bag. And I thought, that's just like your dad, you know, <laughs> pouring work on me and then saying, okay, Dave, now just, you know, bow your head and go after it. And we've been doing that ever since. And God, I want to tell everybody, God has blessed this ministry. I'm so thankful uh, for that. I know many of you have not heard his voice for a long time. You followed him on the radio and TV for years. But I want to have, I pulled, we pulled some clips of Irvin Baxter talking about the early days and when God started showing him things. What happened in the book of Daniel, chapter 12? Daniel was seeking, most of the book of Daniel is prophecy. Daniel was seeking to know what different prophecies were in the revelation and the timing of all of it. And the Lord said, no, Daniel, you're going to go lay with your brethren. You close up and seal this book because it's for the people of the time of the end. The apostles didn't even understand the writings of Daniel. They couldn't because the modern nations that he prophesied about were not on earth at that, during the time of the apostles. And so now God chose a man back in the early 60s to start revealing these prophecies to. His name was Irvin Baxter. He started revealing all these prophecies to him, and, and Irvin started teaching these prophecies in churches all over the place. But it kind of, the, the revelations kind of dried up on Irvin. And he, he said, God, why, why aren't you showing me anything? And he said, I'm not going to show you any more prophecies. I'm not going to reveal anything to you until you publish what I've given you. And so Irvin started writing things down. He, he published books. He did a lot of different things. And the pipeline opened back up and God started showing him things. And he showed him things ever since. Revel, revelations about prophecies in the Bible that... We have in hundreds of DVDs, hundreds of hours of DVDs, videos, books, uh, television programs, radio programs. And so we're going to walk through some of that because I miss hearing his voice, Jan. Yeah. And I know a lot of people on the radio and television that followed us do as well. So when he first started out, I've talked to him before. We've interviewed him and said, what really got you started? And I want them to roll clip number one and we'll get this thing started. Dad had a preacher preaching for him. And he was a powerful, powerful man of God. One of the most powerful men I'd ever been around. But he preaches on prophecy one night and preaches that the four beasts of Revelation 4 are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I said, what? But he didn't give any proof. No right. proof. Just said it. Like, right. I say it, you should believe it. Well, I wasn't exactly turned that way because in school they taught me in geometry, you prove everything step by step mm-hmm. by step by step. And I was sort of an inquiring mind like that. So I began to dig. Well, I end up reading the book of Revelation through 19 times. Now, I'm just brand new married. Mm-hmm. And here I am. I've re- I read the book of Revelation through 19 times in 30 days. And when I first started, it was like the book of Revelation was succotash. You know, I mean, you got, um, you got beast and you got... Uh, women riding on the backs of beasts, and you got horses, and you got beasts with ten horns, you got beasts with no horns, uh, and I'm trying to say, what in the world is all this? But I knew that it was God's word. I I knew that much, right. and I knew God put it in there for someone to understand. So you can see, Irvin Baxter, way back in the beginning, he knew that these prophecies, prophecies about thirty percent of the entire Bible. They were, I've had so many people tell me over the years, Jan, that prophecy 
cannot be understood. Why even? We had a lady, we just went on vacation. We had a lady tell us that on vacation. I just don't even pay no attention to prophecy because it can't be understood. But God started talking to Irvin Baxter way back and saying, hey, 30% of my Bible, I didn't put it in there just because I wanted to fill space. He put it in there because they can be understood. And when Irvin Baxter, this guy, preached about that early on, he thought, no, God didn't put all that in there. I know we can understand it. And God started revealing these things um, to Irvin. Now, I'm going to be taking some calls here, because I, and I'll be playing some more clips about Irvin as we go along. But I know that there are a lot of you that were affected by anti ministries and Irvin Baxter. Before I ever come on the scene, it, it was Irvin. He carried the load of this ministry for at least a couple decades, if not longer than that. And then he started to get some help, and I, I started, come on, started writing, and actually he forced me to write, <laughs> forced me on the radio, and forced me to do things. And he was training me. I didn't realize really what was going on. I just thought he didn't like me very much. Right. Because he started dumping his workload on me. But at the end of the day, I understood it was all in God's plan. Uh, but he touched our lives. And we could sit here for days and talk about it. But we wanted to give everybody an opportunity, or a lot of people, as many as I can. Um, so I, I want everybody to keep it as... Sh- I know you want to talk about him, but keep it as short as possible. Because I've already got a... Looks like about a full bank of callers that I want to try to get in before the end of the program. But we're going to go to my good friend Dave. I think it's Dave Finney in Kentucky, if I got him right. So um, God bless, Dave. Welcome to End of the Age. Good afternoon, Dave and Janet. This is Dave Finney from Carroll, yeah. Kentucky. Um, we'll just want you to know that we're praying for you all and been praying all year long. Um, Brother Baxter has been a great inspiration to my wife and I. Um, changed the way I... Uh, See, Revelation used to be a book of fear, but now it's a book of faith and hope. And um, I would not have known that until I came across End Time Ministries. And um, I just want you to know I love you guys and um, keep on the the work of God. And um, it's just going to get better from here. I love you all. Yes, sir. Well, we love you too, Dave. And thank you so much. Man, you're just very faithful on our social networking. And every day I see your voice on there. And when I say I see your voice, I see you commenting. <laughs> and so um, we love you very much. Thank you. And we're all going through this together. And that's one of the big things uh, that End Time Ministries has done for a lot of people is when I go in to t- talk to a, a pastor before I do a prophecy conference, I will tell them we don't teach prophecy as fear. We teach it as hope and faith and different things that... Um, how to how to make it through the times just ahead all the way to the second coming. We do not teach it as fear because I've been to some prophecy conferences where they teach it as fear and when you walk out of there, you're scared out of your mind. You can't sleep at night. Yeah. We don't teach prophecy like that. So thank you for the comment, Dave, and uh, God thank bless you. you, my friend, and look forward to talking to you again in the future. Um, I want to play another clip, if that's possible, of Irvin Baxter. And early on... God started showing him different things about uh, proving some of the Bible prophecies. And he went through a lot of stuff in high school and just, he had a very inquiring mind. And he knew these things could be understood because they were in the Bible. But he went through, um, he went through a, a, a really a, a transformation in his thought process because his mom and dad weren't, they weren't really um, into prophecy at all. He'd ask them questions. They didn't have a clue. And so 
I want to play another clip about him talking about some more about Bible prophecy. Clip number two. When I started witnessing to a young man one day and I said something about God and he said, I don't believe in God. I said, well, the Bible says this, this, this. He says, I don't believe the Bible. I thought, oh my goodness. How do you witness to a person doesn't believe in God, Mm -hmm. doesn't believe in the Bible? Where in the world do you start? And it was somewhere during that time that it sort of dawned on me that if I could take the prophecies of the Bible, I was somewhat familiar with the prophecies, but didn't know them very well. It was still pretty much of a mystery to me. Mm -hmm. But if I could take the prophecies and prove, I'm talking about prophecies given 2,000 years ago, 2,500 years ago, and prove that they're coming to pass accurately and in detail right now. I could prove the Bible is true. Not only that, the Bible's supernatural. And then it will automatically follow there's a God because the Bible's full of the information. Mm -hmm. If you've got a supernatural book that you can prove is supernatural and it tells you there is a God and tells you all the details about him, now you've got a foundation to work with. So that is what originally drew me to Bible prophecy because... I didn't even know the scripture at the time, but Jesus said, I learned this later on. Jesus said, I tell you these things before they come to pass Mm -hmm. so that when they do come to pass, you might believe. Well, that's just what I was doing. So that's really the big thing that I got from the prophecies of the Bible, that I get from the prophecies of the Bible and that we use, Jan, is that prophecy, the Bible says in Revelation 19, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. Why? Because prophecy is one of the easiest ways for me to build people's faith in the Word of God. We use current events every day, me and Doug and Vince, um, on our radio and television programs, in our magazine, everything. We use current events going on right now to show how prophecies 2,000 to 2,500 years ago are coming to pass as we speak. We're just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. The Bible is the only book that you can go to, to do that with. There's no other book on the planet. And so, that's one of the big, that's one of the things we use. Well, Irvin realized that early on. It's one of the things, it was a transformation in his life where he said, if I can use Bible prophecy to build somebody's faith in the Word of God, then I can teach them about God. They know the book's real. It adds validity. And because I, we have used this to turn atheists into believers. It happened to us in New York, if you remember right. That girl come in, she said, I, I don't even know what I believe. I don't, I don't know if I believe in God or not. By the time it was over with, she was going with us through the Bible study and everything worked out great. She became a believer. And so that's what End Time Ministries is all about, changing people's lives. Now, I know I got a lot of callers online. I got a full bank. We're going to get to you in the second half of the hour. Thank you all and God bless each and every one of you. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. 
It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can later by clicking the archive button. You know, I just saw that commercial there for the Revelation commentary. This is Christmas time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That is a killer. And we're ta- sitting there talking about Irvin Baxter. That's his life's last great project. That would make a, an awesome um, Christmas present. Yeah. And we're not dealing with supply chain issues. Right. <laughs> so if, if you guys would want to maybe get a copy of the Revelation commentary, the DVDs and the books, and give them for a Christmas present... It would make a great Christmas present, and it would change people's lives. And it's on the special list um, in the new magazine that's just being mailed out next week. Okay, great. Well, so you're saying they should wait till they get the magazine? I'm just saying maybe. (laughs) Okay. Well, anyway, you can go online, check out the specials and everything, but I know the Revelation commentary, it's not like anything we've ever produced. And it is unlike understanding the end time and understanding the Bible, all everything. It's totally different from that. There's a book that goes with it, and I think we're going to try with all of our series moving forward. We're redoing the Understand the End Time DVD series now. We're going to do a Daniel commentary after that. I think we're planning on having books with our, all of our big series. That's the goal. Right. And so because this, the Revelation commentary has been so successful because people like the book that go with the DVDs. People still read books nowadays, Jan. And so, uh, and they like books, so we're going to continue on with that because it's very helpful. And so, I want to get to some phone calls. I got a full bank of callers. Wow. Um, let's go to, and again, everybody, so I can get to everybody because I want to play some more clips of Irvin. Um, try, I know it's hard, but try to keep it um, short. Uh, and and I, I know that he's affected your life in many ways, but if you can keep it short, we'll get to everybody. Let's go to um, Delisa. Right here in Texas. God bless, Delisa. Welcome to End of the Age. Uh, yes. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, um, I just wanted to say um, and express my gratitude and thankfulness to Irvin Baxter. He, without a doubt, strengthened my walk with Christ because of his ability to teach and preach the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And his instruction through uh, Jerusalem Prophecy College was invaluable, and the understanding that I gained uh, just by gleaning from his wisdom is 
for every, I mean, it's just indelible. It is just written, <laughs> written. He ha- he has a way of of teaching that I've I've never been around anyone that can teach like he ha- he mm-hmm. can. And uh, he not only reached me, but he has ministered to my entire family, uh, and my friends. Uh, I've brought several people into the ministry myself, and. And everyone has the same reaction. They're just wowed by his teaching. Mm-hmm. And uh, my husband has his favorite spot on the couch, and he lovingly refers to it as his urban spot. <laughs> and, um, you know, in my home, Urban Baxter is a household name, yeah. and we love him. We love your ministry. I love you both. I love your family. And uh, just keep doing what you're doing. I just want to encourage you both uh, and I, I just want to say thank you so much. And this ministry is touching the world and uh, changing hearts and minds and bringing people to Christ. Amen. Well, I know, I know your situation personally, Delisa, and how God has changed your whole family. And that is such a true statement. And we've got that same testimony all across the world, Delisa. I mean, yes. I've sent people in New Zealand I, I found somebody, Alan Mouncey in New Zealand. Many of our radio listeners would remember Alan Mouncey. I've sent them to him to be baptized. They lived on one end of New Zealand. He lived on the other end. They all drove three hours each, met in the middle, and he baptized them in a big river. That's what End Time Ministries is all about, is preparing yeah. people for the soon coming kingdom of God. And uh, we're reaching people literally all over the world. So uh, thank you so much and um, look forward to getting back together with you guys soon. Yes, thank you, guys. All right, God bless you. Enjoying the show. Thank you. Well, um, I want to take another caller today. Um, Joe, my good friend Joe from New York. Haven't talked to you in a while. We've been traveling a lot. But um, God bless Joe, and welcome to the show today. God bless you. I hope you're hearing me loud and clear. Yes. I love you guys. That's the key word you hear from all the brothers and sisters calling in because Irvin was so filled with the love of the Lord, it radiated from him. We could not help but be affected, and I see that love in you guys. God bless you. I cannot have the enough time to tell you mm-hmm. how Irvin affected my life. I was born again in 1978, and I always was fascinated with the book of Revelation. No one wanted to discuss it. Irvin dedicated his life to loving the Lord, and there's something special about knowing the prophecy. It transforms us and makes us like the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Love, love love, draw close to the Lord Jesus. I saw it in Irvin Baxter's countenance. I heard it in his voice. It affected you guys and will affect you for eternity. God bless you. I love you. I think of him every day. And thank you for the continued work. I love you. We are family. We are Amen. God's family. That's what it's about. Amen. Pointing to the Lord Jesus, loving him, and loving each other. I will hang up now. Thank you again a million times. I love you. Thank you, Joe. And God bless you, my friend. Um, and I want to let you know, Joe, uh, it, it, you may have been already off the phone, but I'll be doing a conference in Brooklyn, New York, 
down by where the World Trade Centers were uh, sometime in the spring, spring to early summer of next year. So uh, perhaps we could all meet up down there and, and uh, meet each other. I got a lot of good friends in New York and just wanted to let you know, give you a heads up. I'll be in Brooklyn, New York uh, next year doing a prophecy conference. That's one of the things, Jan, when I, Joe was hit, hit a good point there, the love of your dad and the compassion that he showed on people at his 75th wedding anniversary. So he passed last year on November 3rd. We had his birthday party, 75th birthday party in July of last year. Mm-hmm. And at his, um, the birthday party, I told everybody, I said, look, when I get to heaven, there's a few people I'm going to look up and hug their neck. And I said, one of the first people I'm going to look up will be Irvin Baxter and hug his neck because your dad is really probably the main one responsible for me going to heaven and really for us being together. Yeah, It was your dad. Um, and w- what else can I say other than the guy got me to heaven? I mean, if you, anybody out there listening, if you can point to somebody that that was influential in getting you to heaven and pulling you out of this old crusty, crazy, nutty world and say, let me help you get to heaven, man, will you not look that person up when you get there and say thank you a billion times? Irvin Baxter will be one of the people that I look up. And I know you will as well. He raised you right. Mm-hmm. He taught you the truth. He loved you through faults and just crazy stuff that's happened in our lives. Irvin Baxter was still compassionate. He loved us. He taught us the truth in the face of peer pressure for him to change. He was like bucking up against a block wall. He didn't change. He taught the word of God and that's the way it was. And I'm going to go to heaven because of that. Because he ingrained that so deep in us. And that's what we want to do. Our family, uh, end time ministries is, listen everybody, you can bank on the fact that we will teach you the truth. I don't care what peer pressure, I don't care what the government says. I'm not worried about any of that stuff. We're going to teach the truth. Because the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Irvin Baxter did it and we're going to do it. Because his goal was to get people to heaven. My goal was to get people to heaven. Okay, I don't want to keep talking, but I just... Man, I, you guys are... I, every time I talk to people on the phone, they get me fired up about Irvin and what we did in End Time Ministries. But Irvin Baxter, he discovered... He, like I said, he kind of revolutionized the prophecy world when he came on the scene... And one of his first prophetic discoveries, I want him to relay that to you in his own words. Play clip number three. I believe we were in Starks, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. And Starks is a little teeny town of about 300, 350, but they had a big church of about 500. Anyway, by then, Judy and I had a trailer. Uh, It was eight feet wide and 29 feet long, and that's outside dimensions. And that included bathtub, bed, sofa, sink, refrigerator, closets. So really we had a path is what we had. But we were so happy because we knew we were in the will of God. Well, so we were there at Starks and I would go over to the church to pray. And by then we had one child, uh, Carla, our oldest. And I would go over to the church to pray. And I would open the Bible and I would read the prophecies and I would pray. And I remember in particular laying in the pastor's office on my stomach with my Bible open under my face. Mm-hmm. And I was reading Daniel 7, where there's four beasts, a lion with eagle's wings, a bear, a leopard. And I, I didn't know what it was. And 
uh, I had read a commentary that said the lion was Babylon, the bear was Media Persia, the leopard was Greece, the ten-horned king was Rome. But then I read the next chapter, and it, there's a ram fighting with a he-goat there, and it says the ram is Media Persia, and the he-goat is Greece. They said the lion is Babylon, the bear is Media Persia, right. the leopard was Greece. But I get over in the next chapter, and there's a ram fighting with a he-goat, and it said the ram was Media Persia, right. and the he-goat was Greece. And I said, wait, the commentary says... The bears media Persian, the leopard is Greece, but the Bible says. Well, I had to decide whether I'm going to believe the Bible or the exactly. commentaries. Yeah. I've been having to abide by that decision ever since. So that in Starks, Louisiana, way back, this was been uh, mid '60s. Your, God revealed the United States in the Bible to your dad. It was a miraculous event. This was not something he he, <clears throat> he didn't just he he didn't discover it on his own. God, he was. God put him in a position, you know at that time when he was evangelizing, he would study three hours a day and pray three hours a day. God put him in a position where he could reveal these prophecies to him and he'd come across the United States in the Bible. Well, that kind of set him on a tear <laughs> because once he th- saw that, he was like, oh my goodness, because most of the commentaries don't teach that. They teach that the... Um, none of the da- commentaries. Yeah, none of the commentaries, but Daniel 7... They teach that's a mere image of Daniel 2. When your dad figured out that it wasn't, it totally revolutionized his thinking on a lot of stuff. And now we've got all these, all of our teachings that we teach today. But um, I just want to play, I'll play a few more of these clips here in a moment. But uh, when I say Irvin Baxter truly trans, uh, just totally transformed, revolutionized the prophecy world, we teach that today. He really did. And it was a God thing. This, I, I said something to your mother-in-law, or my mother-in-law, your mom, uh, the other night about, well, mom, it seems like God's really blessing the ministry and everything's going great. And she said, well, it's his ministry. Your mom and your dad both knew that this was a God thing. This was not, uh, your dad never took credit for anything. He gave all the credit back to God. And I believe that's why God blessed him. And he, he wasn't rich. He blessed him in having a very successful ministry. And when, when I say successful, I mean it has grown all over the world and we've reached thousands and thousands of people. That's the only thing we can look forward to, Jan, in the end time. It's not, it, it, you know, when that trumpet sounds, it doesn't matter how much money you've got. It's okay to have money. But what I consider successful is when that trumpet sounds, your feet leave the ground. <laughs> that's that's the, up, the, the utmost success. And so... Irvin Baxter was successful in that he helped tens of thousands of people get ready for that event. And that's what we're doing. We're continuing on, and God is blessing the ministry. And I know he's blessed our lives. He's enriched us. We're rich in that we're helping people as well. We've got the dream. We've got the vision and the goals, and we're pressing forward from what God gave Irvin Baxter, the vision God gave him. We're carrying that on all the way to the rapture. Man, am I so thankful for it. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back, everybody. And we're, we're remembering Irvin Baxter, the individual that God used to start this ministry and to establish it. And he revealed these prophecies to him, the prophecies we teach every day, Jan. And one of our candy sticks here is the New World Order is world government. It's one of our, probably our, one of our most favorite DVDs he ever created. And it exposes what's Satan's kingdom in the, the end time kingdom. World government. And so I want to play a clip of Irvin Baxter talking to you how he, kind of how that originally came about. Clip number four. And within 20 days of the fall of the Berlin Wall, Mikhail Gorbachev, Pope John Paul II, and George Herbert Walker Bush, who was president at the time, they all went to Malta and they had a meeting there. Now these were considered the top three leaders of the world. Right. Pope John Paul II, the leader of Catholicism, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, the leader of communism, and George Herbert Walker Bush, the leader of democracy in the free world. So they all met together, and they came out of those meetings announcing the birth of the new world order. Now, I put it in my book. I actually used the term new world order right, right. here in this book that was published. But to happen within 20 days of the fall of the Berlin Wall... I'm the one that wrote it, and it almost shocked me to right, tell you the right. truth. But it was, uh, it was an amazing time, and I realized right then that I had to really up my game. Right. And frankly, uh, that's what motivated us to start In Time Magazine. You know, Jan, this book, A Message for the President, I've got one of the original copies here. This is really what started it all. This is when Irvin Baxter started publishing everything, and... He has in the book that the Berlin Wall would be torn down, the two Germanys would reunite, and that would be the catalyst that would launch us into this new world order that he was talking about. He put it in his book, and his friends were like, no, no, wait, 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 don't put that in a book. You're going to ruin your ministry. You know, you're going to ruin all your credibility. Nobody's ever going to have you preach anywhere. He said, look, it's in the prophecies of the Bible. i got to let everybody know what's coming. He put it in the book in 86 and published it. And three years later, the Berlin Wall came down, the two Germanys reunited, and 20 days later, like he said, Pope John Paul II, um, George H.W. Bush, and Gorbachev came out of the meetings talking about the New World Order. And we went, to, we went into the war um, in 1991 with Saddam Hussein. George H.W. Bush said it's not Saddam Hussein against the United States. It's Saddam Hussein against the world. This is a test for the New World Order. Irvin Baxter seen that years and years ago, published it, and it came to pass. Why? Because the prophecies always come to pass, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, and we still teach these prophecies today. And guess what? They're still going to come to pass just like they always have. Let's take another call. Let's go to our good friend Sue in Missouri. God bless Sue. Welcome to End of the Age. Good afternoon. 
I just wanted to say that um, November 3rd of 2020 was one of the worst days in my life. I was kind of new in church when I read some end-time prophecies in 1988 that scared me half to death. And I was telling a friend at church about it, and her response was, oh, I don't think I'd believe all that. Hmm. I think if Jesus was going to come back this year, he would tell some of our men, you know, like Irvin Baxter. Yeah. I said, who's Irvin Baxter? And so um, I was led to a message for the president in 1989, incredible book. I was hooked and remain hooked to this day. I wish to Pete it was still available. But anyway, um, you know, Brother Baxter, we're just going to be saying the same things. He was just anointed to teach the Bible in a way people could really understand it. Yeah. And um, instead of fear, uh, people were left with a peace of God and hope and, and even joy. And uh, I love the Spirit of God present in the conferences, and I appreciated his humility and being down to earth when interacting with people. He wasn't better than, than anybody. We know he probably was better, you know, but right. he didn't see himself as that. And uh, one of the things I most admired about him was his response to those who held a different opinion about something. Yeah. He didn't react, but he always said, the Bible says, yeah. and went ahead with his point. And if I could just say a highlight of mine was when I was privileged to spend time with uh, Brother and Sister Baxter in Dallas a few years ago. Yes. I rode in a car I'd never heard of. I found out peanut butter goes on pancakes. And you can get ice cream at Brahms at 9.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And a person just really cannot voice appreciation for Brother Baxter without including his wonderful wife. Amen. They lived for God in the truest, purest way. And Mr. Baxter and Dave and Jana and Kara and Vince and Doug and everyone, you're very special to me. You're doing a great job of carrying the baton and... May God continue to bless you all. Wow. Thank you very much, Sue. I want to say God bless you, and I remember spending time with you down here. What a precious time that was, and uh, we're still down here, so come back and visit us. <laughs> but um, another thing, really quick, that Irvin Baxter did when he was writing a message for the president, um, it was turmoil for him because it was the first book he had ever written, and I want him to share a quick uh comment about finishing the book, his original book, A Message for the President. Clip number five. I looked at Judy one day. I said, babe, I've got to get this book done. And the only way I know is just to get really, really desperate. I'm not saying you should do this, but this is what I did. I said, look, I made up my mind. I will not eat another bite of food until I finish this book. Well, she looked at me and she, just to show you what a wonderful partner she's been, she said, I'll do it with you. We'll fast together. Mm-hmm. You write, I'll type. Now, no computers back in those days, no word processors, none of that. We right. were typewriter and pencil. That's what we were doing. So we went to my office. I sit at my desk. I wrote, and she was across the room, and she was typing. And we were working. And, you know, I discovered a marvelous principle during that time. The hungrier you get, 
the faster you will write. <laughs> and the, I was getting hungrier and hungrier, and the, I was really getting serious about this writing thing. Oh, yeah. Well, in the meantime, Judy's across the uh, room typing and pounding it out. And on the 12th day, I put the last period on the end of the last sentence. And she typed the last sentence. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me and said, let's go eat. <laughs> so you can see it. It's, this ministry has been comical. <laughs> it, and your dad had a wonderful sense of humor. And uh, we loved him for that. And, but he was a workhorse. Yes. I mean, he carried this ministry on his back, trusting God all the way. And here we sit today, Jan, because of the man of God he was and because of his love of souls. Is really, that's what drove him, was his love for people and preparing them for the kingdom of God. And that's where we're at. That's what we're doing here today. When we say we're carrying on the ministry, that's our vision. And it doesn't matter what color they are. It doesn't matter their background. It doesn't matter how much money people have. It, all that matters to us is that person's a soul. And we're trying to prepare them for the kingdom of God. So uh, if you want to, know, want to know what we do here every day, that's the goal. It's the same goal Irvin Baxter had. And uh, we carry out that vision. Uh, let's go to Marianne in Utah. God bless Marianne. Welcome to End of the Age. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm tremendous. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. And Jana as well. I must tell, say I, have, I haven't uh, been able to get through to you before. But I've but I got to tell you, the first time I saw your father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, on TV, and I believe it was on the Jim Baker show, mm-hmm. I was so impressed at his knowledge and his intelligence and his memory that I've just stuck with you guys ever since. Yeah. And so you're the same way. You know, your ministry is wonderful. But I, I remember the day he passed away, because I've been watching you guys for quite a while now. Yeah. And I started crying my eyes out, just, just absolutely sobbing. I got up out of my chair, and I come out in my backyard, and I swear, as, as I'm talking to you right now, Irvin Baxter said goodbye to me, and I felt his presence. Mm-hmm. And I cried a- even harder. And I don't know if you believe in anything like that, but I swear I felt him go. Yeah. Or he was around. He was say- I don't know if he was saying goodbye to everyone, but he's not gone. But his intelligence, I mean, but you carry the same torch. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just want to let you know that. I don't know what you think about that kind of statement. Yeah. But Jana, your mother, all of you ha- are just absolutely outstanding and wonderful people. And I'll stick by you forever. And believe me, if I get to be one of the ones that uh, help you in Israel, I will. Yeah. And well, that's a promise. Thank, thank you very much, Marianne. I do appreciate it. And... You know, I believe God can do anything. And maybe God was helping you through your grief at that point. And so I, I do thank you for the comments and thank you for sticking with us. And this is a God thing. we got so many people around the world that have bound with us in our mission to reach the lost and to help people prepare them for the kingdom of God. Um, before the end of the program, I want to play one more clip really quick. And I'm sorry about all the callers. I'll be on here Friday taking more calls. Doug events take, will take some tomorrow. I want to play the last clip and uh, because I want some people that are listening today to hear clip number six. 
my wife Judy was saying, babe, be careful. You're getting ready to launch something here. This could bankrupt us. I mean, I've done a few risky things before. I married her for one. Anyway. <laughs> uh, That's a good one. Well, you wouldn't believe it, but when I asked her dad to marry me, I, for her to marry me, uh, he chuckled. He said, all I can say is you got a lot of nerve. I should have known right then some of the things I was in for. But <laughs> anyway, wonderful family, by the way. And I'm not, I've never been sorry one day, actually. That's, that's pretty good, 51 years. Actually, Jan, you know, I know today is a rough day for your mom and you girls and for all of us. But I wanted your mom to hear that clip today because I can tell you whenever we got, whenever we could, if you wanted to see a twinkle in Irvin Baxter's eye, all you had to do is bring up Judy. Yep. And when you brought Judy up, now you girls, he loved you guys. But when you said... Judy, man, there was just something about him that just came alive, and he truly loved and adored your mother, and he loved you guys. And I know that many people, on I'm not going to get, I probably won't get to any more calls, and I apologize again. I'll be on Friday, and we'll do it again. But one of the things I want to tell everybody listening is that Irvin Baxter loved you. And he, we would talk about it all the times about the love that he had for people. And he said he would always tell us, "Hey, I'm carrying around a big bucket of mercy, and if somebody needs some mercy, I will just slather it on them with a huge trowel." He was always just a loving, compassionate person, and people felt that, Jan. And I know you guys knew it. You you were raised in a loving home. A lot of us weren't, <laughs> but you were. It, it's just a. The, the dynamics of what a, a loving individual, this is the result of that. People felt that love, and even a year later, people will call in and say, man, Irvin Baxter truly loved me, and I'm a changed person today because of that. And so we want to let all of you know that we love you the same way. We, we talk about it all the time. Our, the, the people that call in and need compassion and help, that's what we're here for. We love people. We truly have grown and learn by God to love individuals, and we want to prepare you for the soon-coming kingdom of God. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at one 800 end time That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.